Good morning. Morning. Um, so our reading today, our scripture will be taken from uh, Psalm 22. Uh, it will be taken from Psalm 22, and the title of the sermon is called "The Survey of the Cross." I will just I will read uh, from this. Oh, well, our focus will be from verse 1 to 21, uh, but I'll read the whole, the whole chapter. Um, Why have you forsaken me uh, to the choir master according to the door of the door? A psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm, not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They work their heads. He trusted in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in me. Yet you who yet you who took me from the womb, you made me trust you at my mother's breast. And you on you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Basham surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I'm poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like, is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot's head, and my tongue sticks to my jaw. You lay you lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me, and they've pierced my hands and feet. I can count all, all my bones, they stay and gloat over me, they divide my garments among them, and for, and for my clothing they cast, they cast lots. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far from me. Oh, you are my help. Come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword and my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. To you, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offsprings of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him all you offspring of Israel, for he has not been despised or abhorred the afflictions of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but he has heard, he has heard when he cried, from you, comes, from you comes my praise in the, in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and shall be satisfied. And those who seek him praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and tend to the Lord. 
and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For, king, for kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the, all the prosperous of the earth eat, of the, eat, of, eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who, all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generations. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. This is a great God. Um, yes, so this is Psalm, Psalm, 20, Psalm 22. And as I mentioned before, the title of the sermon is The Salvation of the Cross. Um, often when we, when we think of the cross, we, we, we normally confine ourselves to the New Testament. We, and granted, uh, the, the gospel writers, um, they, they give us a, a, an eyewitness account of the, the, events around, the events surrounding the cross and the happenings as they saw it. Uh, <clears throat> as, they saw, as they saw it happen at, at the foot of the cross. And um, the epistles, yeah, but mostly through Paul, they, they, they give us the significance of, of the cross. Uh, but when, when we sort of do come to the Old Testament in thinking of, uh, of the cross, we, know, we'll, we'll, we normally would flock to the prophecy of Isaiah, right? And, and as he tells us of the suffering servant. Um, and it, it, Isaiah does give us the theology of the cross, which, which, is, which is beautiful. Uh, but what we have here is David uh, <clears throat> is giving us a vivid description of the cross, mm. almost recording it to uh, recording recording it just in as much detail as all the gospel writers give us, as if he's right there at the foot of the cross, just journaling what he sees. Um, but but what is particularly unique about Psalm twenty two is just how it gives us. It also uh, uncovers um, a, the mental aspect of, of the cross, right? Uh, it gives us an insight into um, the, the, thoughts, uh, the thoughts of Jesus Christ, his meditations as he hung on the cross. Um, and <clears throat> I, must say, I must state this, that all, all of these different perspectives, uh, they give us something different, and it's, it's important for us to know all of them. Um, and, and, and Psalm 22 is is a messianic psalm, um, but like but like unlike all the other messianic psalms, which um, have an initial fulfillment in David, and then ultimately uh, their fulfillment is in Christ. Psalm 22 is a, is sort of beyond that. There's you, you, it's almost unimaginable that there is anything in David's life or his experience. That that, that 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 could even account for this, but yes, he did write it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I'll say that that the Psalm twenty two almost finds its exclusive fulfillment in Christ. And even if you go to the New Testament, it's quoted about seven times, and each and every time it's a, it's in reference to to Christ on the cross. Yeah, and. <clears throat> As I mentioned, so this psalm does divide up into two parts. Um, so verse 1 to 21, which will be our focus, is a prayer. Uh, it, it's a cry, it's a plea. And then verse 22 to 31, 
to praise. It's, it's, it's praise. And um, we might touch on it, but there won't be much that we'll look at from there. Um, but as we start, I want us to, to see the first thing, the first point, my first point from verse 1 and 2 is, is the cry of dereliction, the separation that, that, that happens. Listen to this, right? Um, <clears throat> my God, my God, why, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. So <clears throat> the first statement I want to, I would like to highlight there is that uh, is is exactly the this the the statement that we find in the gospels uh, in the gospels as Jesus lays on the cross, he says, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" We see it um, Matthew twenty seven verse forty six and Mark fifteen verse thirty four. This is right there. It's um, it, it serves a key part of uh, the crucifixion because I'll say it's it's part of the uh, the famous last words of Christ. There are seven of them. So the first one was he says, "Father, forgive them. They do not know what <clears throat> they do not know what they do." Right? You find that in Luke twenty three verse thirty four. Then the next one then happens uh, is. After the thief uh, rebukes, the, after the other thief rebukes the other one, he tells him, then Jesus tells him that uh, today you'll be with me in paradise, right? Um, that's the second one. So we see that still in Luke 23, verse 40, 43 records it. Then the next one that we see is, he says, uh, woman, behold your son, and son, uh, behold your mother. He's speaking to his mother, uh, he's, he's by the foot of the cross, and into John, uh, and we find this in John 19, uh, verse 26b to verse 27a. Uh, <clears throat> but before, and, and then after that, we then have this, right, uh, which is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, and it says as sort of a, a crescendo um, in, in that you have the first three, the first three that, uh, the first three sayings, and these sayings are actually said uh, between uh, 9, 9 a.m. and about noon, and they're, they're said in daylight. Uh, because if you know about the crucifixion of Christ, there was daylight, and then there was darkness. Mm -hmm. And then this, 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 this portion that we have here is he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's sort of like, it's, it's the dividing line between that and, and the other three. And <clears throat> this, this is said at noon, uh, it's said in noon, and from that point, at the highest point of the sun, there was darkness for the next three hours. And then the other three, he would say, um, that you say, I thirst, um, you find that John 19, verse 28. And the next one would be, it is finished, right? Still from John 19, uh, verse 30, um, lays it out. And then the last one, he will then say, before he dies, is, uh, <clears throat> Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Uh, and we see that Luke 23, verse 46. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, it, so, so this is just the background I want us to see as we will look at this, that where, where, where exactly this finds itself, like in, in the events of the cross, right? In, in, at least in, in the words that uh, 
the, like Christ says. And, and <clears throat> I think it, it has a, a significance because, for one, um, the, 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 the sort of change me, changing in, in setting, there was light and then there was darkness preceding this. And, and why, why, why does Jesus say this? Uh, <clears throat> why does he say this, right? It's, it's because at noon, on that very day on Calvary, there was a transfer. There was a transfer of all the sins of all the people throughout human history who would ever put their trust in Jesus Christ, who would ever believe in him as Lord and Savior. Uh, at the, at <clears throat> Isaiah, Isaiah details it like this, right? He, he says it in Isaiah 53 verse 4 that, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That's exactly what happened at noon. The 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 and he further he further in from from verse six. This is what he says, right? That the Lord has laid on him all of our iniquities. And Paul will later say in Second Corinthians that uh, uh, <clears throat> he. Uh, he made him who had no sin to become sin for us. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happens in that moment and culminates in Jesus saying these very words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus took on our sin. He sinned the sin of, of the whole world, right? That, that, that's exactly what happened in that moment. And as he cries out and for the very first time, he, he feels this sense of, this, he has a sense of abandonment. Ah, and, and you see, even in, in verse 2, he further, this is what he further says, right? He cries, this is what he says. Yes. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. In verse two, he, he <laughs> there is the further emphasis on that, as, as he says, "Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest." There is a silence that that, that now comes from heaven. For the very first time, he, he had been in constant communion with the Father, but for the very first time, there's, there, there's silence. You, you can sort of like contrast it with, with what happens as he is, um, you remember his baptism, right? There was a voice from heaven that came, that came and says, well, this is my beloved son, in whom I am, I'm all pleased. Or at the transfiguration, same thing, the, the voice of heaven comes and says, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Mm. Or in the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, there is the same thing that happens. There was a voice from heaven, but now there is silence. As Jesus experiences this, he has a sense of separation, a sense of abandonment, right? And, and as I mentioned here, that, uh, <clears throat> and as I mentioned earlier, that. Uh, that it talks there about how that he cries by day uh, and there's no answer and by night he finds no rest that there was 
there was light and then there was darkness as night. There was not even a star on that very day. There was, a, Luke details it as, as being, there was a failure of light. The sun refused to shine. The, 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 <clears throat> as it were, there was a retraction of the light of the countenance of God, of the Father. The, the laws of nature were suspended. There was a, a true miracle, and part of it is that what was to put a spotlight onto the, onto the cross, onto God's design and his purpose for the cross. It, it, there was a cosmic event taking place. It was not just any mere death. Uh, and, and the reason that, that this death, that, that death, that, that there was, that, that the death of Jesus Christ takes place in darkness is because judgment was taking place. The wrath of God was being poured out. And in many ways, you can sort of see the parallel with the, um, the ninth plague uh, in Egypt. It was darkness, right? And there's a sense in which before <clears throat> that darkness can be a sign of freedom, that freedom is coming. God's judgment was being poured out, and after that, there was deliverance. And that's the exact same thing that, 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 that's happening there. <clears throat> but but uh, I, I, want, I want us to see one thing. that, that uh, If you noticed from, from verse 3, that, uh, that as Jesus is, is, is experiencing this sense of separation, there's not a lack of faith. There's not a lack of trust. Actually, it strengthens his resolve. As he will meditate on the character of God. Look at verse 3, right? Um, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In, our fa in you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you, and you delivered them. To you they cried and you and were rescued. In you they trusted and were, and were not put to shame. From verse three, the first thing is that he, he he's meditating on on what on the holiness of God. God is holy, and he ought to separate himself from sin. Mm. The 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 son affirms the a right response from God. Uh, he, he praises him for that. That, that. that is the proper response from God to to be appalled by sin. Is that true of us? Is the is we would experience punishment, uh, the stick of God, do we praise God for it? Do we, do, we, do, do we marvel? Do we say, oh Lord, you are holy and I truly deserve this? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that, that's the far cry, right? So, so, so far from weakening his resolve, right? Uh, this just strengthens him to endure the cross because he knows this is the only way that sinners can be made right with God. This is the only way that they can be reconciled with God. But his substitutionary death is an atonement for sin. God's wrath had to be satisfied on that cross. The, 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 that's the first thing that, that he, he, he he's, he's reflecting on, the holiness of God. But see there from verse 4, in, our, in you, our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. And he now looks at the faithfulness of God. God is a covenant-keeping God. 
he, he's, he's faithful to those who trust in him, and <clears throat> he's faithful to those who trust in him, and this is what he says, right, that uh, our fathers, in you our fathers trusted. God was faithful to the to the to, to our fathers in the faith to to to, to the saints of old. He he did deliver. You can think of Abraham and how he was delivered from the five kings. Joseph, he was delivered from an Egyptian prisons. Moses and the Israelites, the, the, he, they were delivered from from the slavery in Egypt from Pharaoh. The the Red Sea, the Lord parted the Red Sea. And they were able to cross and they were delivered. You can think of how even in <clears throat> when they were thirsty, when they were in the desert, uh, even in their grounding, God provided for them, right? Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and really, the, 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 it, it, it's sort of like, um, in, in, in how like Hebrews 11 puts it, right? That, that, that's sort of like God's Hall of Fame of, 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 of believers who, who, <clears throat> uh, who, who it's sort of God's fame, God's hall of fame of faith, right? It gives us this extensive evidence of the faithfulness of God. And, and this is what he, he is sort of like pondering. Uh, and if you remember, um, Psalm 34 does tell us that the, the, the Lord will not put to shame those who put their trust in him. He will deliver them. And, and, and so, so as the son hangs on the cross, he, he knows that, that God is a, is a covenant-keeping God, right? But also that he has an eternal covenant. He is an eternal covenant within the Godhead with God the Father. And, and though God is silent at this point, in this moment, he shall put it together. He shall deliver him. And <clears throat> so, so you, in verse 5, further, further, further clarifies that, right? As he says, to you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were put to sh and they were not put to shame. That is so true. This is what God does. He, he, he is faithful. And the and the son ponders on these things. He meditates on that. The character of God, his holiness, his faithfulness. This is what gives him this is what uh further uh this is what further strengthens him and gives him the resolve to continue to endure the cross. But then now now look from verse six, right? The scorn and the shame and the mockery that, that, that comes. Wow, this is what he says. I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by mankind. Despised by the people. And, and, and for one, right? So, so we can start with the term a worm. I'm a worm, I'm not a man. This is not a... Jesus is not denying his humanity. Uh, but really, it's a... It's a is, is he describes himself as being a worm. It's, it's a term of derision, right? That, that he is referring to how helpless he is. Seemingly, he's being crushed by anyone. He's at the mercy of, uh, of the soldiers, the, 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 the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, and the Jewish crowd right there that it puts him to. So, so he's experiencing uh, th that sort of like worthlessness from the eyes of men as they look on him, right? Um, but but <clears throat> and it, but even that description of not being a man that Isaiah fifty two verse fourteen tells us that that he he was marred his face was marred he was it was disfigured there was a, a, also a plucking of his beard right he left him bloody there is a 
they were beatings, they were the abuse they endured. Mm. It, it left him unrecognizable. He, he, he's sort of like, uh, <clears throat> his body is just sort of like a pulp, right? He's just been beaten and crushed. And, and that's sort of how he feels, right? And, and we, then see, we then see even in how he's talking about, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scorned by mankind and despised by the people. The, the, the gospel tell us, ample, ample, give us ample examples of how um, even earlier that uh, <clears throat> he, the, the, the Jews had disdained for him, the Pharisees and the scribes, they, they called him all sorts of names. They, they say he was demon possessed, they say he was a blasphemer. And right there at the cross, they, they sort of like uh, a culmination of all of those things. There's even more, you, you can imagine the abuse that he's, that he's enduring as he's right there. Uh, <clears throat> and we see in verse 7 that this is what he said. All who see me mock me. They make, mouth, they make mouths at me and work their heads. And <clears throat> that's that, that sort of like highlighting that there's a laughter about them. There's, there's contempt in their eyes. They ridicule him. They, 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 they taunt him. They, they mock him. In uh, the term, they, as he says, that they, they make mouths and they work. It's kind of like how, you know, if you've seen how kids play and, and when they mock each other and how it, it's kind of like how they'll be like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and they're mocking, they're making faces, they're, they're just really communicating. That's sort of the idea that's being communicated. And, <clears throat> and actually, if you go to the gospel, in Matthew 28, verse 19, it, it, it gives us this exact picture. That they were working their heads, they were belittling them. That they were making uh, <clears throat> the, 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 these uh, these gestures that are that, uh, sort of sort of saying you kind of like deserve it. You that, that sort of like well, well, you you kind of deserve what you're getting right now. Uh, <clears throat> and like how like uh, Isaiah talks about how that. Um, in that description that the Lord has laid on him iniquities. We, we, caught, we considered him smitten, smitten of God, as, as if like he had actually done wrong. This is what uh, exactly those people right there, the, 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 the Jewish, whether the Jewish leaders, the Jewish crowd, the Roman soldiers, that's the idea that they had. Like, uh, and you see that even in verse 8, this is what he says. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Right? And clearly, this is not a confession of faith. They are not saying he trusts in the Lord as if they, they, they actually believe it. This is, this is sarcasm. This is the sarcasm of, of unbelief, right? There's a cockiness about it. They ridicule his trust in God. Right? And, and actually, the very words that are there, as it says, he trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him. That, that, that's what Matthew quotes in Matthew 27, what verse 43. The exact words is recorded a thousand years before even these people were born. And this is what, and, and this is exactly how they fulfill their promise. That, that, sorry, that prophet, <laughs> that prophecy. <clears throat> but also, I want us to see the, the submission of the Lord. Look, look at look from verse nine. This is what it says. Yet you who, yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust in my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my from my birth. 
and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Ah. And, and, and really you see the, what has characterized, what has characterized the, Christ, the, the life of Christ. He's reflecting from his unique conception that it's the Father who has done this. Uh, it, it, it's the Father who, 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 who prepared a body for him. That's what Hebrews says, right? That God prepared a body for him. He has been with him every step of the way. Uh, he, as he's hanging there, he, he, he's sort of like, he, he's reflecting on it, that he's not there by chance. It, it is by divine appointment that the Lord is hanging on the cross. It, it's the sovereign will of God that he's there. Sure, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was sinful man who, who crucified him, uh, definitely. And uh, Peter does say that in at Pentecost as he's indicting the men of Israel. But <clears throat> it's not, it, it, was, it was a divine, it was a divine mission that the Lord was on. It was the will of God that he would be crucified and he's hanging there. And, <clears throat> and, and if, if, you, if you go go to John, John from, oh, okay, actually the, most of the book of John, really. But in John 6.38, this is what he says, right? That he said, it is for this reason that he, he became a man. That, that the incarnation happened, that he came to do his father's will. And right there, the, the cross is the culmination of that. That of him, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's the culmination of the mission that he was on. He, he, he had lived a sinless life. He had done as the father willed throughout. And even now as he's hanging there, he is still doing is the Father's will. He, he, he is a propitiation for sin, right? He, he, he is a propitiation for sin, and by his death, as he's hanging there, he knows he's purchasing his inheritance, which is the church, right? Uh, <clears throat> but uh, even from even verse 10, right, it, it says, On you was I cast from my birth and from my mother's wombs, you have been my God. It, it, it's the same, it's sort of like emphasizing the same thing that the Lord Jesus Christ has been about his father's business from his very birth uh, till this very moment as he's on the cross. He, he hasn't deviated any moment. There was, ne there was never any moment that he was now doing his own thing. He has been about the father's business. He has followed the path charted by the father to the team. And he is there hanging, and he knows. Uh, <clears throat> and, and even as he's hanging, he's still in obedience to the Father. Mm. But uh, <clears throat> as we go on, like, but from verse 11, I want us to see the, 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 the isolation that he's enduring right, right there. Right? 1, verse 11, this is what it says. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. There is none to help. Right? Uh, in verse 12, we then go on. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open their mouths, mouths wide at me like a revening, like a revening and roaring lion. But yeah, okay. First thing from verse 11, right? It's, it's talking about that there's no help. Everyone is, that, that not far from me, trouble is near, but there's no one to help. And uh, the disciples have gone. They are nowhere to be found. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 26, 
56 details it, right? That the, the, the disciples left it abandoned him. And <clears throat> it's in fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah, right? That, that smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. That's exactly what has happened. The Lord is alone at this point. And, and, and then to make it worse from verse 12, verse 12 tells us that this is the description that we get. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. Right? And <clears throat> the, 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 the idea there is that this vacuum that, that has been left by his closed circle fleeing, it's now occupied by enemies. Enemies are enclosing on him and they surround him. But <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Just, just um, I would like to highlight like a, a key thing with it. If you the uh, Bashan, Bashan was like a, it was a fertile land. It was it had the greenest pastures in the area, and really the bulls grew to be huge, and the way they were huge, they were the biggest in the region. They were not domesticated; they were kind of wild. So the the the, the idea. So they were kind of wild, and in Canaanite worship, there was this there was this belief that these bulls were possessed by spirits, and <clears throat> so 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 in a sense, Bashan or, or these bulls of Bashan, there is a demonic connection to them, right? In how they, in, in how um, it, 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 they they sort of related in in that in that Canaanite religion and whatnot, but. Right now, as it, as it is being, <clears throat> right now, as we see from, from verse, verse 12 and 13, really, the, uh, I think most, most commentators and most people believe that the, the many bulls encompass me is really sort of like flowery language for the crowd that, that's gathered, the mob that's all here. And, <clears throat> and, and really, what, what, that, that's, what it's, that's what's at play. But I think, if, if, if you take that into account of what Bashan really means and the, the idea behind it, you, you kind of see that this is more than just a crowd gathered here. It's, it's a, a, that's a, a small description of it, but, but truly what, what is at play is that there are demonic hosts at play there. They are present there, right? That, they, they are, that, uh, <clears throat> the, that demonic host were gathered to witness the the, the crucifixion of Christ, that they were gathered to to witness the crucifixion of Christ, and, and he sort of feels like that they, they are bruising his heel, that that all of these people from the scribes, the uh, the crowd that was that that it demanded the release of Barabbas and all of that, they were, they were, there was a sense in which they were under demonic influence, right? Uh, and we know that the the. Uh, in John, it's recorded that Jesus tells us that the, you're either uh, there's either one of two things: you are either of of the Lord of Christ or you are of the devil. And really, the extent of it is in the uh, extent of the manifestation of it, right? And really, but but <clears throat> uh, so 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 there, even now, you can sort of see that there is a sense in which he's perceiving. Um, these demonic influences being there. And you kind of see it also even in verse 16, this is what it says. For dogs encompass me, a company of evil doer encircles me, right? The, <clears throat> and, and truly the idea that, well, for one, as he mentions, dogs is the idea of filth, that, 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 or like, and, and in particular here, it's, it's a reference to the, 
Roman soldiers, right? Saying that there was a demonic spirit that was possessing them. And the company of evil doers, it's like the whole of hell was there. It was there present, and <clears throat> it was there present in the assembly. And they thought that they were bruising his heel. But truly, what happened is he crushed the head of the serpent. Mm. The, 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 that's the idea there, right? And, and you kind of see, like, even in how the, the, the description that we have, that uh, they open their they open their mouths at me like a revening and roaring lion. Right? And the idea is, it's, it's, there's a ferocity about them, there's a viciousness. The, the, it, it, it's more than just an enraged mob. That's right, right there. It's a, it's more than just bubbling people in the crowd, right there. But but truly, there's a, it's almost like they're foaming at the mouth. And really, this is uh, <coughs> this is Satan and his uh, demons right there, present at the crucifixion. And and the <coughs> and there's an isolation even in that way. That it's not just that he has been abandoned by his disciples. But there is evil right there, prowling, that, that, that he's presently experiencing. He's feeling as if it's, if, if it's enclosing on him, right? Um, but the other thing I want us to notice it, it, about the cross is, is the suffering that that's portrayed, right? And just going from verse 14, right? This is what it says. I'm poured out like water. All of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot's head. And, it and my tongue sticks to my jaws. And, the, and you, lay, you lay me in the dust of death. And, and, and really, like you can kind of see the description. It's, it's, it's of agony. It's of, there's exhaustion. There's turmoil. And that's, the, that, that, that's uh, the idea that we see there. But it, it, if we just go right back to like, what is he talking about is, I'm poured out like water, right? It, it, it's, as he's hanging on the cross, there's a loss of body fluid from his body, from all these beatings he has uh, endured and all of those things. He's out there, there was out in the heat, right, for a while. And, and he, there's, He's dehydrated and all of that, but there's a loss of bloody fluid, right? So it's like all the body fluids are drying up and his heart is starting to seize. Death is sort of slowly coming. That, that's the idea of like, I'm being poured out like water, right? Uh, <clears throat> I'm being poured out. And if you, if you remember, Paul will use a similar, <laughs> uh, sort of, use similar language in that he's saying, I'm being poured out like an offering, right? Like a drink offering, but it, it, so 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 when he's talking about being poured out like water, these for him there's a real sense in which like all the fluids are drying up. His heart is starting to seize. He's he's being faint. He can all the energy is being sapped out of him, and and and, and death will will come at some point. But see, even in how he's describing this, that all my bones are out of joint, right? So, so there's been dislocation and all of that. Maybe even his lungs have collapsed. He's starting to feel, it's starting to be hard to breathe. He's, he's suffocating. All his internal organs are sort of suffocating. He can barely breathe. So, because with the crucifixion, they would have uh, actually uh, crushed some of his bones, right? 
so that even when, as you would go up to when you're crucified, right, you're hanging like this, but you, you're like this. So as you would go up to sort of try to breathe, there is pain moving in that. So slowly, ultimately, and if you stay long enough, there is a building up of the fluid and you would suffocate and choke them. And ultimately that would lead to death, right? Uh, <clears throat> and really that, that's sort of like the idea that's been that's being portrayed there. But we also see that even in verse 15, this is what he says, my strength is dried up like a pot's head. And a pot's head is like a, um, if you've seen like a, maybe an archaeological site where you have like a, a dried, um, like an old dried up clay thing or pottery that, 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 that was, maybe this one has been exposed, it's been dried, it's just it's dry, it's, it's, it's cracked, it's broken into pieces. Uh, and that's how he sees himself here, right? Jesus is saying that he, he is bruised, he's cracked, he's broken, he's splintered. That's, that's the language there. That, that's the comparison that he's making, that, that he sees. And even the, when I see that, when he's talking about how, the last part, my tongue sticks to my jaws, you lay me in the dust of death, right? Really, the, the sticking of his tongue to his jaw is... I don't know if you've ever have been on a marathon and you've run and there's sort of like there's not even spit in your mouth, but Jesus is beyond that. He, his, his tongue sticks to his jaw. Literally, there's nothing sort of to lubricate like how his organs, his tongue and his jaw are interacting here. And <clears throat> it's a it's a description of the thirst that he that he that, that he's feeling, right? And we know that in the gospel record. It, he will say at some point, I thirst. And then uh, the, <clears throat> the soldiers will give him some sour wine and really only read, and which just made it worse. And it was just uh, uh, almost ridiculing him, right? He's thirsty, they give him some wine. He doesn't, it doesn't help him. But that's the idea here, that he is thirsty. He <clears throat> There's a dryness of his mouth, and that, that, that's what's at hand. But also from verse 16, we, we see uh, the, la the second part, the last part of verse 16 is, is very interesting, right? It says that, uh, okay, let me just read. For, for dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and feet. Th th that's David describing crucifixion. How does David know of a crucifixion? Crucifixion will only be invented uh, hundreds of years later. Right? He, he is describing a method of punishment that hasn't even been invented at this time. It, it, the, the, the Persians and then the Carthaginians, uh, they were the ones who used this, and then the Romans who adopted and perfected, and <laughs> really it will become this cruel, cruel, punishment that Jesus ultimately experiences. But, but we know that um, in Peter, Peter gives us some insight in how he, he when at Pentecost, he tells us that, that David was a prophet, right? Mm. That's the commentary of Peter. Mm. David was a prophet, and even now, he, he's talking about something he, he couldn't even possibly perceive. It, it's just like, it's only by the Spirit of God that he's able to see that. And that's the apt description that we have. Right? Yes, <laughs> that is true prophecy. And we, we see there, as we are continuing, verse 17, I can count all of my bones. 
and and there that that's count the, the fact that you say I can count on my bones, it's a depiction of just like how you can feel everything. It's sort of like he, he, his body is in so much pain. Um, I don't know if you've ever been so, like so sick. You, it kind of feels like everything is sore, but this is a million times more. That, that that's exactly what what's been saying, what's been portrayed there. And, and <clears throat> but even worse, right? Uh, verse eighteen gives us this description. Uh, okay, first of all, from last part of verse seventeen, they stay and close over me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing, they cast lots. Right? That that <clears throat> the, the these soldiers that are that are at the cross, these Roman soldiers, they truly they are paid for their brutality. Right? That that the the brutality, the the torture that they are inflicting. <clears throat> They are paid for that, but honestly, they could do this for free. They could torture somebody, and just the 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 joy that they that they could get from um, inflicting pain and torture—it's more than good enough for them. They enjoy, they revel in that sort of thing. You 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 kind of see when they're indifferent. They they're indifferent. They're cold. They're heartless. They they <clears throat> to them Jesus is just another criminal. Just another guy to crucify, take their clothes. I mean, can, can you imagine? Can can you imagine how, how how careless you have to be for for you to be gambling for a dying person's clothes, right? <laughs> if I can almost see even now, if we were to find out like tomorrow, these nurses or doctors at Pararenia to war. Who are, who are calling dibs or, or making or gambling actually for the clothes of a patient that's dying. And they're saying, oh, yeah, those sneakers, yeah, I think they're mine. <laughs> the outcry that we would see. And, and that's the description that we see really of like uh, <clears throat> these soldiers. They're just heartless. But um, <clears throat> I also want us to see the, the, the perseverance of Christ, right? The, 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 that from, from verse 19, this is what he says. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my help, to my aid. Deliver my soul from the, <clears throat> deliver my soul from the sword and my precious life from the power of the ring, from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me. You have rescued me from the horns of the of the wild oxen. And, and <clears throat> for one, you kind of need to, to to put everything in context, right? Where we are in verse 19, right? Jesus is experiencing the silence of heaven. The, 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 the shame and scorn of man, right? There, there, there is a solitude and uh, isolation, uh, a, a physical... It's a, that 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 is experience. He doesn't have like his people. The the disciples are scattered. Right? Mm. The, the, there is a physical and an emotional and a mental toil. Yeah. A, a, not just toil, the mental trauma. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that is experiencing there. Yeah. <laughs> really, if you want to talk about PTSD, this would be it, right yeah. there, right? Yeah. And, and all of this is not weighing his trust in God. You you see there, like in verse nineteen. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far off, or you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Right? 
He, he is still trusting in God. Even in, in, in such a dark time. But it, it, and that's an example for us. <laughs> uh, it's an example for us. Who can we run but to the Lord, right? There's no one else. But, but verse 20 and 21, they, they show us something, right? So you see there how he's saying, Deliver my soul from the soul. My precious life from the power of the dog, right? And, and, and this cry of deliverance, it's not a deliverance from that death that he's experiencing. No, it, it's a, it, it, he's crying for, for, for a deliverance from the grave. It, it's, a, it's, it's a plea for the resurrection, right? And, <clears throat> but but what, what is really interesting and really mind-boggling is, is verse 21. Verse 21b. Because he then says, right, you have rescued me from the horns of, of the wild oxen, right? You, the, the confidence that he has in God to rescue him. Really, this is, wow. Ah, uh, 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 Peter will tell us, right, in, in, in Pentecost, at Pentecost, as he's preaching that great sermon, that the confidence that the Lord had, that, that the Lord Jesus Christ had, that he would be, that he would be resurrected, it's found in um, Psalm 16. I actually want to go through it. Psalm 16, uh, look at verse 10. Maybe verse 9 and 10, actually. Psalm 16, verse 9 and 10. Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole thing rejoices. My flesh, my flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to show, or let your Holy One see corruption. And this is uh, <clears throat> Peter expounds this very text and he says that uh, this is what gave the Lord confidence that you be that you be resurrected, because uh, <clears throat> yeah, because as it says there, the Lord you will not let your holy one see corruption, and surely on the third day he did rise, he was resurrected mm. by the Father, mm. and. and, and, and <clears throat> You you can you can see you, you can see it even in, in from from verse twenty how verse twenty how verse twenty two there's a change in everything. Now listen to this. I will tell of your I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I'll praise you. This is exactly what Jesus does after the resurrection. Right? That he goes he's in the upper room with his disciples. He would teach them. It's, he would stay there for almost about sixty days teaching them before you are sent to heaven. And that's the, the, the shift that has happened there is, is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ resurrect, was raised by the power of God on the third day. And <clears throat> now he's on the right hand of the Father. Mm. The, the, this is presently what we have, right? That he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. All authority has been given to him. So, and as we think about what is the relevance for us, if you are a Christian, this, it is this, right, that all authority has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Go out, make disciples, preach the gospel. The gates of hell, of hell are open. Bring the captives free. This is, this is what should encourage us, right? Like, can you imagine the great salvation that the Lord has won for us? What an encouragement that is. Cling to the cross. That, 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 that's what I will tell you. 
cling to the cross. It's, it's a cross that, that is uh, our, our everything, really. Cling to the cross. As a Christian, cling to the cross. But if you are an unbeliever, this, this is what I'll, 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 I'll say, right? That, that uh, <clears throat> not only, uh, not only that, that, that by, re by the resurrection, Acts 11 does tell us that uh, the resurrection assures us of judgment day because the judge has been raised. Mm. So, so there is a judgment day that will come where the books will be open. Everything that you've ever done will be <clears throat> you you you'll be judged against that against the holiness of God. So 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 uh, I, I, I'll co I'll compel you that that today is the day of salvation. Even right now is the it's the time of salvation. Repent and believe. Your sin will be forgiven. Right. You'll be weighed, You'll be made as white as snow. You you you'll be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Because the, the, the alternative you don't want to experience, right? Because uh, the, the, not only has the judge been uh, raised, and he will judge, and he judges in righteousness, right? But uh, <clears throat> Christ uh, will pour out his wrath eternally. What, what, what Christ experienced in, in, that, uh, in those six hours was, is he was, the wrath of God was poured out. It will be experienced by everyone who does not repent, everyone who does not trust in God, it, it will be experienced for that for an eternity. So I, I, I plead with you, re repent, believe, run to Christ, run to the cross. There is salvation. There is salvation in Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no other name but Jesus Christ. Mm. So repent and believe. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. I ask, I now ask, Lord, that you will do the true preaching. Mine was just words, oh Lord, but you are the true preacher, oh Lord. You preach to the heart, Lord. Lord, I pray that, <clears throat> Lord, these words would pierce our hearts, oh Lord. Encourage us, oh Lord. Rebuke us, oh Lord. Oh Lord, may we marvel at the cross. Lord, may we cling to the cross. May it be our everything. Lord, I pray, Lord, for, for the salvation of your people. Lord, help us, Lord, to be about that. To be like the Lord, Lord, to be about your business and not everything, Lord. And not everything else. Lord, may we preach the... <clears throat> may we be like Paul, Lord, who says that ah, he preaches... Christ crucified and nothing else, oh Lord. May that be our central focus, Lord. And not just in word, but in deed. Oh Lord, as we will now go away, continue to minister to our hearts, oh Lord. Bring us to repentance, oh Lord. And Lord, may we truly, may, may we never uh, <clears throat> get, get off too familiar, Lord, with the cross. May we continue to marvel at it, Lord. Its graces, its beauty, that old rugged cross. I ask all of this in Jesus' name.